Hey y'all, it's A Few Minutes with the Pew Podcast. I'm Lily. And I'm Maddie. And we have a passion to see people make Jesus number one in their everyday lives. We want to get serious about being serious for Jesus. Will you join us? Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. We're really excited to have you here with us today. We are chatting all about spiritual warfare, but in a little bit of a different way today. I know that we've talked a lot about spiritual warfare here on the podcast. It's a very important topic that Christians need to be aware of and Mm -hmm. need to be informed about because I feel like so many Christians are quite clueless when it comes to how we can engage with the enemy and how we can beat back the darkness in our everyday lives. We have really no idea how to do that, practically speaking. We kind of have an idea of like, okay, when I pray, when I worship, when I do those things that, you know, that beats back the darkness in some way. And it absolutely does. But we're talking about how to plan to beat the enemy ahead of time. Mm -hmm. Is that possible? And what does that look like in our everyday lives? Because that's what y'all know we love getting into the practical daily kind of stuff. So Maddie, jump in with a few announcements and then we'll get to this episode. Okay, so as usual, we've got new blog posts coming out every Thursday. They've been really good recently, and we would encourage you guys to go and read them. And then we've also been really active on our Instagram page Mm -hmm. lately. We've been trying to really get on a consistent posting schedule and (laughs) some different things like that because there is hardly anything that is actually consistent in our lives. So Mm -hmm. we're trying to make Instagram not like one thing that is consistent, but we have been really enthusiastic about getting some different things out there for you guys on Mm -hmm. Instagram and just being really active there on stories and in posts and reels and different things like that. We've Mm -hmm. really been trying to post some more reels for y'all to watch and just give you some little snippets from blog posts or just different things that we've been thinking about throughout the week or just a fun reel here and there where you guys just get to kind of see what life looks like for us. And then you guys are still doing a great job at downloading and really just listening to all our episodes that we've been putting out here on the podcast. And uh, we actually, this very morning, as when we're recording this, hit 9.3 thousand downloads. Mm -hmm. So you guys are still just doing a great job and we are just so grateful for that. And you really do help our podcast a lot by doing different things like that. Yeah. And it just makes our podcast available to you wherever you're at. If you're downloading different episodes, then you can listen to them wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You could be literally in the middle of nowhere with absolutely no cell service and you would still be able to listen to different things like that. So that is helpful for all of us, for you guys to be able to listen to it wherever you're at and for us to be able to get our podcast out to more people and to kind of move up on some of the different charts so that we are recommended to more and more people just like all of us who want something to listen to that has no fluff and that is just a great and entertaining podcast. Mm -hmm. So we're very grateful for all of you and just remember to keep plugging away on the downloading. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's jump in to this episode. I found this quote from a blog post, and I can't even tell you what the blog post title was. It sounds so bad. This was one from a couple years ago. So just one of our own blog posts. Yeah, and we can't and remember. I can't remember the, the title. title. So, so sorry, guys, but we have a couple hundred up on the blog. So I don't feel like that's terrible that we can't remember this one specific one, but we probably will cut ourselves a little bit of slack. Anyways, so the quote says, one of the best ways to beat the enemy is to plan to ahead of time. Give him absolutely 
no opportunity. This has got to be one of my favorite blog post quotes. And I just think that it, it was definitely inspired by the Holy Spirit because this is something that the Lord was just revealing to me in that time. And I still feel like I'm learning mm-hmm. that process, you know, that idea that we can plan to beat the enemy because we have already been given victory in Christ. Yeah. We have already been given the reward. We have already reaped the reward of the cross and the death of Christ and his resurrection and all that that entails. We have that victory because of what he did for us. Mm-hmm. So now we need to walk in that. Now we need to live like it. And And I feel like a lot of us just think that, okay, when temptation comes, when I start to almost sin or whatever, I'm just going to be able to conquer the enemy in that moment. Mm -hmm. Well, a lot of times, if we're just being honest with ourselves, by the time that we get to that point in sin and temptation, we're already beaten. Like we are already out for the count. Like he is already being victorious in our lives because we have not planned and prepared to beat him ahead of time. We Mm -hmm. have not said, no, devil, like I'm not giving you any opportunity here. I'm already going to plan for that. Like I'm already going to start praying, Lord, give me the strength to beat back that temptation. Give me the strength to triumph over this sin and to beat back that darkness in my life that I know I need to and, and put the enemy in his place. So Maddie, what do you think about this and how can we start to maybe view this a little bit differently than we have in the American church and in Christianity today. This is actually a question that I asked myself at the beginning of this year, just while I was trying to figure out all my different goals and stuff, and not even necessarily in a super spiritual sense. I was just asking myself, okay, what am I going to do to set myself up for success? Because Mm. it's a big problem in my life (laughs) because I have all of these really lofty goals and these things that I want to achieve, and then I don't necessarily create a plan for Mm. how I'm going to achieve those things. But I think that this question definitely applies to our spiritual lives as well. It's not just like, okay, what kind of routine am I going to create so that I can achieve my very earthly and self-centered goals? Um, Because we all know that they can sometimes be like that. Even some of my goals are like that. They're self-centered and just purely for me to feel good about myself. But how are we going to do this spiritually? I think this is a big question that a lot of us ask ourselves because it is difficult Mm -hmm. to figure out, okay, how am I going to fight these different things when they ultimately come? Because I think that if you're really following Jesus, then obviously the enemy is really going to be trying to affect your relationship with the Lord Mm -hmm. and is going to really be trying to beat you up and just discourage you and lie to you. I mean, those are his main tactics, our Mm -hmm. discouragement and lies. And so how are we going to set ourselves up for success when those things actually come? I think that what we really need to do is first and foremost, be completely focused on Jesus. Like, as much as we possibly can be. And this is a process. This is obviously something that you improve over time. But I think that by reading scripture, devoting time to prayer, different things like that, I know it's kind of mainstream and like what everybody would tell you to do. But there's a reason for that because Mm -hmm. those things are actually effective. And I think that you also need, just like you would be planning a routine and saying, how am I going to be successful in the morning? How am I going to have a productive morning routine? Well, that's affected by what I plan um, for the evening before, Mm -hmm. what time I go to bed, how I get ready to go to bed, how I wind down and calm my mind. I think this is the same thing when it comes to our spiritual lives. We need to be asking ourselves, okay, first of all, let's use 
temptation as an example. What could the devil possibly use to tempt me? Mm-hmm. And something that I would actually be susceptible to actually falling into and actually falling into the temptation, committing the sin. Mm-hmm. What tactics could he possibly use? What situations could he possibly use um, to tempt me and possibly be successful? And then, okay, how am I going to avoid situations like that? Mm-hmm. So if you're trying to avoid gossiping, okay, how am I going to do that? Well, I'm going to cut certain people out of my life who I know are bad influences and are not helping me grow in my relationship with Jesus mm-hmm. and who encourage me to talk bad about other people or who are just very self-centered and condescending. I'm going to cut those people out of my life. I'm not going to spend tons of time with them. Not necessarily in a mean way, like, oh my goodness, I can never speak to you again. Right. Because there does need to be some self-policing when it comes mm-hmm. to those things. Like, obviously, you can't avoid certain people like that constantly all the time. So how are you going to handle those situations when they come up? Mm-hmm. You may be tempted to gossip, but what actual action steps are you going to take to prevent that from happening? Right. So that could simply be like if the conversation veers that direction and you kind of start talking bad about someone or about a situation that you shouldn't really be talking about are you going to leave the conversation are you going to actually say okay i can't be talking about this stuff and you really shouldn't be either so let's try and redirect this conversation Mm -hmm. maybe redirecting the conversation yourself and just completely bringing something else up and discussing that. I think that those are the kind of tactics that we need to have and the strategies that we need to be prioritizing because when you look at, okay, what could be the worst case scenario Mm -hmm. in this situation and what am I going to do to prevent that from happening? Because that's not necessarily thinking negatively all the time. It's simply being prepared. It's being prepared to participate in a real and very potent and difficult war. When you're fighting a war, you don't just go in completely Mm -hmm. blind and are like, okay, we'll try this and see if it works or, you know, we'll just kind of wing it and see what happens. Like, you don't do that. That is not- Hopefully not. Smart at all. And when you're actually participating in a real-life physical war, you have strategies. You're preparing. You are preparing other people to fight and to hopefully win and be victorious. So I don't necessarily think it's looking at life in a very negative light. It's looking at it as okay, these things could actually happen. It's simply being realistic. And I think that this is something that the church really needs to improve on because Mm -hmm. we look at those things as, well, I'm being negative all the time. I don't want to make myself feel like I'm a horrible Christian just because I could be tempted like this. That doesn't mean you're a horrible Christian. It means you're human and you're sinful and you can be tempted by the enemy. It's a fact of life. Mm -hmm. So I think that in the church, we need to start being more realistic when it comes to spiritual warfare and acknowledging that it actually happens and that we actually need to have plans set in place. So you need to ask yourself, what kind of situation should I not put myself in? Because Mm -hmm. you have control over that. And I think that, you know, something that our dad always says is not to give the devil too much credit because he is not all-knowing and he is not this omnipotent being that knows everything you're thinking and he can't be everywhere at once like the Lord is. And, you know, he has limitations. So the devil is not going to be like, okay, I'm going to strategically plan Maddie's day so that she is put in this specific situation Mm -hmm. 
and then I can do this and that. Obviously, he's going to look at your schedule and be like, okay, this could be a place where I could possibly inflict some damage and tempt her or cause her to sin or take her focus off of Jesus. So I'm going to use that to the fullest. But he is not the one organizing your schedule. You are. So how are you going to set yourself up for success? You're going to avoid certain situations, avoid certain people. You're going to have a very spiritual mindset where you're constantly focusing on Jesus and you're constantly focusing on prayer and his word. And that is how you set yourself up for success Mm -hmm. because you're conscious of all the different spiritual warfare that is going on. Obviously, we don't know about all of it. There are things going on in the spiritual realm that we cannot see, that we do not know about, but there are certain things that we can do here in the physical realm to assist in spiritual warfare and to fight back because this is not a war that is simply going on between angels and demons, the Lord and the devil. It's a war that we are active participants in and that we have power in. We have influence in these different things. And I think that sometimes as Christians, we forget that. And we think that, you know, life just happens to us. We have no ability to affect that. But Mm -hmm. in reality, we play a huge part in spiritual warfare and we need to start being more conscious of that in our everyday lives. Yeah. And one thing that I was thinking of while you were talking was I think that the American church specifically, American Christians, our modernized Christianity, Mm -hmm. we've gotten so used to the enemy not messing with us. Yeah. Because he doesn't have to mess with us if we're not fully devoted Mm -hmm. to following Christ. If we are not on fire, if we do not have the Holy Spirit that is leading us to pray for people, that is leading us to, you know, just be involved in in certain situations and beat back that temptation and do those different things, he doesn't Mm -hmm. have to mess with us. If we're just staying, you know, right where we're at and the same routine, all those things, he doesn't have to mess with us. And I think we've gotten so used to that. We've gotten so complacent in that, especially as the church, because Mm -hmm. he's not messing with us. He's not saying, oh, I need to figure out some because they are putting a dent in my plans. They are messing up what I want to happen here and they're fully following Christ and this is not good. So I think it's just so ironic that we don't notice that Mm -hmm. in the American church, especially because seriously, that does tell us you are ineffective. Right. You're not you're, you're not, not impacting anything. the spiritual realm very much mm-hmm. because you're just going through the motions, you know, you're going yep. to service, singing the songs, praying. Mm-hmm. But are you genuinely praying? Are you genuinely focused on having a conversation with the Lord? Right. I think that it's just very ironic that we don't notice these things. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you look at the early church and they were experiencing a lot of setbacks. Mm-hmm. But they weren't letting that define the Christian movement. They right. weren't letting that define what Christianity looked like. No, it was actually inspiring them exactly. to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And so, I mean, you see the persecuted church all around the world mm-hmm. in the 21st century and you see it constantly growing yep. and you're seeing them not let persecution define what Christianity looks like. Mm-hmm. And that is where the spiritual warfare is really happening and where the devil is truly trying to affect their attitude Mm -hmm. and what they're doing in their everyday life. And he's using the government and the military in those different countries to affect that. And I think that it's just interesting that as the American church, we don't look at that as a bad thing. We Mm -hmm. look at it as, oh, yay, this is great. And obviously, I'm not saying that like religious freedom. Yeah, it's great. It's wonderful that Mm -hmm. we don't have to experience that kind of persecution that they are experiencing in other countries. Right. But 
at the same time, there should be something happening in our churches that would cause the enemy to look at us and say, okay, Uh we should probably try and calm this down a little bit. Mm -hmm. And yet we just sit here and are like, oh, wow, this is great. We don't realize that we're actually missing the point of Christianity. Mm -hmm. The whole point. A.W. Tozer has a quote that I just love. It says, it is God's purpose to give us ample power to carry the fight to the enemy instead of sitting passively by and allowing the enemy to carry the fight to us. Mm -hmm. Wow. That is amazing. To carry the fight to the enemy, that's what I want to do. That is Christianity. That is real radical Christianity. And that's when the enemy starts to go, oh, no, Mm -hmm. that's not good. We do not want to see that. But in reality, it is the best thing that you could be doing Mm -hmm. as a Christian in our culture today. Like we see so much of this transgenderism and the lies that are being told to kids in schools today. We just did a podcast episode on all that stuff. Like you just have so much going on in our culture daily that we see that, you know, the drag queens, mm-hmm. um, just so much sexualization in our culture and all of this stuff happening. And we are just sitting on the sidelines and the enemy is bringing the war to us. He is bringing yeah. the fight. He is saying, okay, it's on, let's go. Because I know that you're not prepared. Mm -hmm. I know that you're not ready. I know that you haven't been in scripture. I know you don't even know if this is really wrong in in Mm -hmm. a way, right? Because we don't do anything about it. So I don't know what we think. But true Christianity is being always on the offensive side. We are always on offense, no matter what is happening in our world, no matter what is happening around us in our culture or what we're seeing, we are always to remain in a state of offense. We should never be on defense and saying, oh, well, you know, like we're, we're just we're losing. We can't do this, you know, trying to strategize strong. in the heat of the battle. Exactly. Like we make it so much more difficult for ourselves mm-hmm. by doing that, by not being prepared, because yep. Then you're in absolute chaos Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, I don't know what to do because we decide to finally get involved when it's impacting us directly. Right. Like in our actual lives, we don't look at it and say, I see this happening and I see that this is definitely something that the enemy could use Mm -hmm. powerfully. So what are we going to do about it now? Before he has a chance to really inflict a lot of damage, Mm -hmm. like with abortion and these different things, we look at it and we're like, okay, well, people in our churches aren't getting abortions, so that's good, I guess. But, you know, I don't know what we're going to do about all the abortions taking place just all across the country. Well, look at how we have just watched it progress. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, what are we doing about like CVS and Walgreens saying that they're going to sell abortion pills that could possibly kill many, many women? Mm -hmm. Like, what are we doing about that? I haven't heard a peep, Mm -hmm. not a single peep. And the enemy loves that. He loves it. He is reveling in what he thinks is his victory Mm -hmm. right now because we are completely complacent and we're trying to strategize in the heat of a battle, which is literally the dumbest thing we could possibly do. Yeah, we should not do it. Well, being on offense, what do you do if you are, I hate this example, but if you are a football team, okay? Can't believe I'm saying Why not use basketball? Okay, let's use basketball. We're basketball players. Yes, I don't like football. Anyways, but let's say you have a really big game coming up, right? Mm -hmm. And you know it's a good team. You know they, they have really good offense. They have really good defense. And you need to work up to their level in a way because 
in order to beat them, you have to plan to ahead of time. So what do you do as a basketball team? You get together, you start training, you start strategizing, you start talking about, okay, who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Mm -hmm. Who's going to run this play? Who's going to, you know, whatever you need to do. You're doing all of that. What are you doing though? you're planning to beat them ahead of time. Mm -hmm. That is what we as Christians are supposed to be doing. That is what the Lord expects of us. And that's what Tozer is saying here in his quote, that God's purpose is to give us ample power to carry the fight to the enemy. He wants us to plan to beat him ahead of time because we already have the victory. We are on offense. Mm -hmm. He is always on defense. Yeah. And there is never a moment that he should be able to look at us and go, I got you discouraged. I got you to the point where you were put on defense, where you didn't plan to beat me ahead of time, where you were defeated and you just didn't want to be in the fight anymore. Mm -hmm. There should never be a moment. I mean, will you be discouraged? Will you have those certain times where it's like, Lord, you're going to need to help me here? Yeah. Yes. Why? Because it gets us to rely on the Holy Spirit. It gets us mm -hmm. to allow him to move in our lives. And it really just shows us that we don't have everything together. Yeah. And that is the point of the Christian life is to rely lie to depend upon the strength of the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and allow him to work within our lives because we can't do it alone. We cannot beat the enemy alone. No. Like there's just no possible way that we can, even if we do plan, even if we go, okay, I'm going to beat him. I'm going to, if you do not have the Lord involved, if he is not the whole reason mm -hmm. that you're getting involved in the fight in the first place, yeah. then you better just expect to lose because you're not going to win. You don't mm -hmm. have that victory that he's given you. And so thank the Lord that he has given us that victory. Thank the yeah. Lord that he has provided that way that we can carry the fight to the enemy and we can always be on offense and that we know that we have what it takes because we have the Lord on our side. That is what I see all throughout, you know, especially the Old Testament with the Israelites. They did not understand that. They did not understand that the Lord was with them and fighting for them and fighting mm -hmm. with them. They didn't understand that. And that was really, when you get to the root of it, a lot of their problem and why they they didn't, you know, get the promised land mm -hmm. when they were supposed to and all of that stuff. Like they didn't understand what it meant to have the Lord on their side. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when Joshua and Caleb come back and tell them, yeah, these people might be giants and all this other stuff and it may look bad, we're going to prepare to beat them because the Lord is on our side and we need to be courageous and we need to do what he's told us to do. Mm -hmm. And I feel like in the American church, today, we are just sitting back and we're like the rest of the spies going, there is no way we can beat this stuff. There's no yeah. way. There's nothing we can do to actually impact people's lives in mm -hmm. our world anymore, like their souls. And, and that just drives me insane because eternity matters and people's souls matter. Yeah. And we're just looking around, sitting on the sidelines going, uh-oh, here it comes, you know, and we're not prepared. We haven't talked about anything. We have not gone to the Lord in prayer and said, Lord, we know that you're with us. Help us fight against the enemy. Help us to have victory in this because people's souls depend on it. Mm -hmm. That's the reason. It's not to make us look, you know, like puffed up Christians that are all, you know, great and mighty and have it all together. That's not the point. We involved in the spiritual warfare because of the souls that depend on our involvement. Mm -hmm. They depend on what we do, what action we take. And I am definitely a goal-oriented person. I'm definitely that action. Let's get to actually doing something mm -hmm. about what we're saying. And so I love 
the fact that the Lord involves us in this spiritual warfare, that he gives us a role to play in this and that he doesn't want us to just sit over there and like not be a part of what he's doing. Yeah. He wants us involved and he wants us to be influential for the sake of eternity. And that's the kind of God that we serve. It's all of us and all of him together. It's not just him. It's not just us. And when we come together and we are truly working side by side with the Holy Spirit, working side by side with the Lord Mm -hmm. in the spiritual warfare stuff, he teaches us so much. He matures us. He allows us to impact other people's lives, to be inspired by those coming to Christ and following him. And it's just so good, but I feel like we're missing out on that. We're totally missing out on it because there's a lot of blessing in Mm -hmm. the battle. Like there is so much blessing in the battle. And right now we're not battling. And so we're not experiencing the blessings because the souls that depend on our involvement right now, they are left in the lurch. Mm -hmm. I mean, they are hopeless because we're not doing anything. And I mean, I really like how you clarified that, you know, it's all of us and all of him because Mm -hmm. we cannot, no matter how much strategizing you do, Yep. And how much planning you do, how many people you cut out of your life, how many conversations you choose not to have. If you're not relying on the Lord, the devil can still attack Mm -hmm. you in tons of different areas. And yes, that is totally, it's totally fruitful to cut certain people out, to not have certain conversations, to not put yourself in compromising situations. Right. But if you are not prayerfully making those decisions, then they may be the wrong ones. Mm -hmm. And while we may think that we are extremely moral, we're extremely good people and we're doing what's right. Yes, that is totally good. And that should be the goal to always do what's right. But without the Lord being directly involved in the decisions that we're making, Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to make the right ones and to make ones that are actually going to be extremely impactful and are actually going to make a big difference in terms of spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. Because we can make certain decisions and they may keep the enemy from attacking us here and there. But when we're fully relying on the Lord and we have committed our time to him and our lives and our conversations, Mm -hmm. what we're thinking about, that's when it gets really difficult for the enemy because we are consumed by the Holy Spirit. And that's when you're strategizing and you're planning really becomes powerful Mm -hmm. and becomes genuinely influential. So I want to read you this verse because I think that this is a good verse for giving us some practical steps about how we keep the enemy at bay in our own lives because I think that's where it starts. I think that lots of us, we look at the world and we, even for instance, the abortion issue, we look at it and we see it Mm -hmm. happening. We know it's happening. Yet at the same time, we just feel completely overwhelmed because Mm -hmm. how do you keep millions of abortions from happening every year? Like how do we prevent that? And obviously there are some things set in place now that are helping but you look at like the whole picture and you're just like overwhelmed Mm -hmm. because it's because we've let the enemy get this far right and so now it does feel like they have the upper hand they Mm -hmm. don't but it feels like that Mm -hmm. and so how do we look at those things how do we practically fight back against the enemy i think it starts in our everyday lives Mm -hmm. it starts in our lives first and then it starts to affect the people around us it slowly spreads because we affect the people around us they affect the people around them and that is how revival starts that's Mm -hmm. how we engage in spiritual warfare is Mm -hmm. one life at a time literally Yep. 
It's a day-by-day battle. Exactly. And just like the enemy, he didn't get to, you know, millions of abortions happening in a year. Exactly. He didn't get that to happen in a single day. Mm-hmm. It's a whole year, 365 days, you know, and multiple years that led up to the millions that we're exactly. seeing now. So the spiritual battle that we're engaging in to combat abortion, to combat the sinful, evil act of murder is not going to be resolved in a single day or even a single year. It's a day-by-day battle. And we, you know, are just prayerful that the Lord would move mightily in that because, you know, we don't want to see a single life lost, but we need to get involved in that day-by-day battle to make Mm -hmm. that impact. And a lot of us, I think just, I don't know, we kind of have this mindset that, well, if I can't do it in a single meeting or if I can't, you know, just have one speaking event or whatever, I don't know. It's it's not going to fix it and there's just no mm-hmm. use here. That's not where it's at. The battle happens in our own daily lives where we're helping educate people about the significance of life, the fact that a life begins at fertilization, that it doesn't happen, you know, six months down the line or now even people are saying that a couple months after birth is when they become, you know, a real living human being. Like, how do mm-hmm. we even think that? But you know what I'm saying? These things that people are thinking and have been lied to about, it's going to take some real prayer. It's going to take some real Bible teaching. It's going to take some real conviction from the Holy Spirit. And that's not going to happen in an instant. And we have to be okay with that. It's going to be a hard battle, but we need to, again, plan to beat him ahead of time. The Mm -hmm. enemy is not going to see his plan work out with this abortion thing. Like, I truly believe that. The Lord has given us victory. And if Christians get involved and do what we are called to do, we're going to see some change happen. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm just going to read this verse from Proverbs 3, and I'm going to read verses 1 through 4. It says, My son, do not forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commandments. For length of days and years of life and peace they will add to you. Let not steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. So you will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. I really just like this verse for what we're talking about today specifically because it does give us specific action steps. Do not forget my teaching. First and foremost, we should be in scripture and we should know what it says because it's not enough just to read it. It's great to just read it, but also memorization and having a good grasp on the whole of scripture is vital to being effective Christians, effective warriors. And then also, do not let steadfast love and faithfulness forsake you. I think that this is really important. And sometimes that can even be something where we're kind of like, oh, how do you do that? I think that that stems out of prayer and reading scripture, knowing who God is, what he says. Mm -hmm. Also, just committing everything that we have to him consciously every single day and saying, I am going to be faithful today. I am not going to let steadfast love forsake me. I'm going to love the people who have the abortions, who are transgender, who are gay. I'm going to love those people. And I'm also going to call out their sin by being faithful faithful to what scripture says, to who the Lord is and what he calls us to do. And then we will find favor and good success in the sight of God and man. I think that that's just a powerful way to sum everything up because that is ultimately what we are seeking in Mm -hmm. life is success, spiritual success first and foremost. And I think that sometimes we get that 
switched around and we are striving for worldly success while we're creating those goals and creating those routines or picking that job or that school or whatever. We're striving for worldly success. Mm -hmm. But I think that when you prioritize spiritual success, first and foremost, that is when you will experience worldly success. The Lord will bless you in your efforts and not necessarily in like a prosperity gospel kind of way, but he will look at your sacrifices and the way that you are following after him. And that itself will be a blessing, I think. And I believe that sometimes we overlook that fact as like, it's just going to be a chore. It's going to be difficult. It's going to take forever. And it will. It's going to be difficult. It's going to take a long time to cultivate true, meaningful commitment to the Lord. But it's also going to be extremely worth it. And you are going to experience blessing out of that. Absolutely. Okay, I have one last quote for us again by Tozer. I'm sorry, guys. I have (laughs) my Tozer book here and it's just necessary to read this as well. He says, 10,000 enemies cannot stop a Christian, cannot even slow him down if he meets them in an attitude of complete trust in God. Mm Mm-hmm. How encouraging is that? The fact that just simple trust and obedience to Christ and his commands and who he is and what he's done for us, that is what wins the battle. Mm -hmm. That is what triumphs over the enemy, our simple trust in God. And is that difficult? Is that hard some days? Absolutely. Because we want to, you know, figure out our own lives. We want to have our own plans. We want to do all of our own things. And it's a temptation to not be selfish in that way and to lay aside our own desires and our own thoughts and our own beliefs. But it's so worth it. Mm -hmm. It's what God has called us to. And trusting him, we will never, ever fail in anything if we trust in him because that's what matters that's what matters we don't want to fail in that area of life Mm -hmm. you do not want to fail in trusting god and trusting in what he has said that is the firm foundation that we have to build upon that is how we strategize against the enemy and how we win so be encouraged by that this week and Just be aware of the spiritual battle going on all around us in our world today. Mm -hmm. And this year, Maddie and I are really focusing on how do we help Christians impact the little corners of their world? Because that's where it starts. In our own everyday lives with the people that we know, with the people we're involved with at work, at school, at home, that's where it starts. Mm -hmm. And so how do we do that? Well, we, as Maddie said in the verse said, we make sure that we are in our Bibles, we are praying, and we have it going on in our own lives, first and foremost. But then your family should follow. Then your friends should follow. Your workplace, your school, the places and organizations that you're involved in, that should all be changed because of what you have experienced in Christ. Mm -hmm. They should all know that you are a Christian. Like, I want to be that kind of Christian that everyone just expects Jesus out of me no matter where I am. Yeah. Like, that's what you're going to get. Sorry about your luck, but that's what you're going to get because that is what changes lives and that's what impacts souls for eternity. Mm -hmm. So remember that, especially this week in your little corner of the world. I think you'll start to see some things change and I think you'll start to see the Lord working in ways that maybe you weren't really aware of before really opening your eyes and being intentional to look for it in your everyday life and how you can plan to beat the enemy because you can do it with Christ by your side. All right, y'all. Thank you for being here and for listening. We hope that this episode encouraged you and just reminded you to be conscious of all the spiritual warfare that is taking place in all of our lives. We're going to wrap this episode up in prayers, so please pray with us.
Lord, we just thank you for this day and for the opportunity to just sit down and record and just discuss some of the different things that you've laid on our hearts. I pray that you would help each and every one of us to just be really conscious of the different things that are happening in our lives, the different things that the enemy may be using to draw us away from you and to just discourage us in our relationship with you. I pray that you would just help us to be strategizing and planning on how we are going to beat the enemy before he even has a chance to tempt us or cause us to sin. I pray that you would just be with us in that area of our lives. Help us to be reliant on you and just constantly in prayer and um, seeking you while we're trying to make these different decisions. And then you would just help each and every one of us to fight back against the darkness in our corners of the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening. I know this is a longer episode, but hopefully you enjoyed it. And we will talk to y'all next Monday. Bye, guys. (laughs) 